96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you to retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and of course with me today is Bryce Payne. Today, we're talking about retirement statistics, encouraging or disturbing. Hey, Bryce, how you doing? I'm doing good, Doug. I'm very happy. Uh... I'll give a quick shout out here, if I may, to the Colorado Avalanche and what they <laughs> yeah. have accomplished. So we are going to the Stanley Cup for the first time in 21 years. And boy, I was sure hoping that it was going to be uh, the Hurricanes and the Avalanche. Um, fan of them both would have loved to have seen uh, that pair off, just like I saw the Panthers versus the Broncos a few years back in Super Bowl 50. But wasn't to be, unfortunately, but uh, I do look forward to watching uh, every minute of the Stanley Cup from my uh, from my new deck. So you, you and Sherry and Garrett are all welcome to uh, be a part of any of those uh, games if you care to come up for it. And toss down a few adult beverages. Sure. Just toss down a few, absolutely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started with this week's show here, Doug. Now, every week... We're honored here at the Wealth Guardians to thank our military and our first responders and their families for their sacrifice in serving our community and making our safety and freedom their mission. Each week, we want to salute a specific individual, so if you know someone we should recognize, please email our team at salute at the Wealth Guardians, and we will be in touch with you about that. And Doug, uh, this week's... um, our Wealth Guardian Service Salute member is a, a little bit special to you, so I'm going to let you take over this one. Yeah, I'm going to introduce uh, Clee Reese to our listeners. Clee grew up in Ohio. He entered the military through the Army ROTC at Ohio State University back in the early 50s. Uh, Clee had a 26-year Army career during which he served two tours in Vietnam. He attended command college at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, and he ended his career in PSYOPs area and, of course, this uh, led to the joke of he couldn't tell us what he did or otherwise he'd have to kill us. Couldn't tell us what he knew, no. otherwise he'd have to kill you all for saying something. So after retiring from the Army, he continued serving the community by working for the city of Fayetteville, North Carolina. He loved the state of North Carolina and especially Topsail, where he enjoyed many, many fishing expeditions. Clee was married for 42 years, the father of three, grandfather to six, and great-grandfather to five. Wow. He was also my father-in-law, and unfortunately, he passed away in 2018, but he considered it a true calling to serve his country. One other aside about him, he always said his claim to fame was when he was a senior at Ohio State, Jack Nicholas joined his fraternity when uh, Jack uh, was a freshman. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so he knew Jack. Okay, very good. I wonder if he gave him any golf tips. All right, well, Clee, thank you for your service, and Doug and Sherry, thank you for uh, your family members' service there as well. And uh, if uh, remember, if you know someone who has served and would like them honored on our show, just again, email us at salute at thewealthguardians.com and we'll reach out to you and get the specifics that we need to honor your uh, loved one or family member. So let's, uh, having gotten that taken care of, let's go ahead and move on to this week's main topic. Are these retirement statistics encouraging or disturbing? You decide. So we've gathered some updated retirement statistics from across the country. And it's time to find out if these are encouraging or disturbing findings. Doug and I each have our own opinions. We haven't shared them with each other yet, so we might have uh, some difference of opinions here. We'll find out and see if they're reflective of the average client and what you can do 
to improve your own retirement preparedness based on this information that we're sharing with you here today. So Doug, the first one that we're going to talk about is, here's the fact, women have smaller overall retirement savings amounts. They average $57,000 saved for retirement compared to $118,000 for men. Do you find that disturbing, encouraging, or neither? Well, at the face of it, I would find that very disturbing. You know, women live longer. They uh, have, because of that, they're going to have higher medical costs. But I really would like to dig deeper to find out where they're getting these statistics, because in my 34-year career uh, doing retirement planning, I'm not really seeing this. We might not see it because the people who are coming to retirement planners would have saved perhaps a little bit more than that. Right. Um, so I'll take it at face value for what it is, that that, that is a fact. We don't have the statistics on, on, on where these facts came from. But I will say that, yeah, 57000 whether it's even 118000 for the average male, that is probably a bit less than what you would want to have saved yeah. for retirement. And, and, you know, Bryce, maybe what they're doing here, too, is including single women. Yes. Whereas we see predominantly married women and or divorced women or widowed women so absolutely so the reason i don't find this necessarily is certainly it's discouraging that women don't have the ability or haven't had the uh means to save as much as men yes that is unfortunate uh, i'm not going to take away from that but if you're a married couple coming in most married couples look at their retirement savings as a householded pool of money even though one ira is in the male's name and one ira might be in the wife's name um, together they're looking at as, as householded assets. So it doesn't right. really matter how exactly. much is in hers or how much is in his. And keep in mind, whenever one passes, then the other generally inherits the lump sum of that. So it's, I think this would really pertain to somebody who is uh, single. Yeah. And then, yes, if that's the case, if a, if a, a single man has saved 118000 and a single woman has only saved 57000 that's unfortunate. Of course, there is a, a pay gap discrepancy in the uh, United States these days, as there is in most countries. So that plays a part into it. So it is disturbing, but it doesn't have that much of an impact when we're talking about married couples. Anything else to add to that? Not really. Let's uh, move on. Okay. So the second one that we've got to talk about here is, in order to have a comfortable retirement, experts estimate you'll need around $1.0, $1.04 million which is a 10% increase from the prior year. So that's $1 million, a little bit over that, saved in retirement assets, which is a 10% increase from the prior year. Doug, what are your thoughts on that? You know, this one uh, immediately reminded me of that old Voya commercial where you had, uh, you know, people running around with an orange sign that had different numbers on it. What is your number? Remember that yes, commercial? Yes, I do remember that. I think this is a bunch of hooey. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I was going to use a different word, but hogwash, nonsense, yeah. BS, whatever. I mean, because there's so many variables go into this. I mean, you know, $1 million, $2 million. People could have very comfortable retirements if they only have 300000 or 500000 or whatever. It depends upon a lot of things, like what's your Social Security income? Do you have any income from rental properties? What about a pension? All courses of, of different uh, variables here. Debt, you know, do you go into retirement with or without a mortgage? That's all of that. All of that. What is your expenses is really what it comes down to two things. Mm -hmm. What are your expenses? What are you spending on a monthly basis? And what are your other forms of income in retirement? You cannot sit here and and put a blanket statement that you need $1 million saved for retirement when there's somebody out there who has $14,000 a month coming in in a pension because he was a... uh, a federal judge for most of his life. That's yeah. the type of pensions that they get. 
very few people out there are spending $14,000 a month. So that and those individuals didn't necessarily need to save anything exactly. for retirement. So if you don't have that and you don't have rental income, you don't have a great social security and you have reasonable normal expenses, yeah, then you'd better have a healthy chunk of retirement savings put aside if you're expecting to maintain the type of lifestyle that you've had going up to this point. But there's so many other factors in this. This is just a a flat-out fallacy. You do not need to have a million dollars saved up. Some people need to have more. Some people need far less, as you were saying, Doug. But I can't you know, emphasize enough how many people we've seen that have come to us originally thinking they needed a million or two million dollars, and we proved to them, no, you're fine the way you are. It's a common fallacy out there. It is a common misspoken uh, misspeak out there that you need that. Uh, there's no shortage of people who think that. Um, you know, but one of the things that you do want to talk about um, is what are your investments? What is that one million dollars or whatever you have saved up? What is that looking like as far as your retirement portfolio goes? How is that allocated? And you want to have that if you're in retirement, you want to have that allocated for turbulent times. And Doug, we've got a seminar coming up here um, next Tuesday, or this upcoming Tuesday, June 14th. It's called Retirement Success in Turbulent Times. And it's uh, Tuesday, June 14th at 6.30 p.m. in our office, or at the Broyhill Building where our office is, in Clemens, North Carolina. If you are getting ready for retirement or have already retired and you haven't had a financial advisor um, allocate your portfolio so that you are in some defensive strategies for both having some income grow out of income growth potential out of it, but that you're not going to face the full downside market. We're very close to teetering on a bear market here. We, in fact, we did teeter into that for for a day or so there a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't had a retirement professional sit down with you, then you would want to come to this seminar. And all you have to do, you do have to register. It's not there's no cost to come to our seminar, but it, it, you do have to register. Three three six three nine one. 3409 3363913409 you can also register at our website thewealthguardians.com and hit the events tab and we would be happy to uh, have you at our seminar and see uh, uh, if there's any uh, facts or information we can give you that would help you better plan for your retirement Doug, anything to add to that? Well, you said it pretty well. All right, very good. So we're going to uh, come back here after our break, and we're going to uh, get to our trivia question answer. We're going to see if we can stump Doug here. So let's go ahead and get on that trivia question. Doug, are you ready? I'm ready. Now, I might have already asked this trivia question two years ago. I don't think you got it then, so we're going to see if you can get it this time. I'm I'm running out of trivia questions here. my memory is. All right. On June 7th, 1929, that's 95 years ago, this became the smallest independent state slash country in the world and remains that to this day. Okay. All right. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, and along with me is Doug Ray, and this week we're talking about retirement statistics, encouraging or disturbing. Now, we're going to get to our trivia question, but before that, I've got a question for you. Are you five to seven years from retirement? If you just answered yes, then I've got a second question for you. 
do you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for retirement? I would certainly hope that is a yes that you just gave if you gave a yes to the first question. Well, I've got good news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no cost, no obligation, second opinion slash review of your current portfolio to see if you are doing everything that you should be and could be doing for the betterment of your retirement situation. In short, we want to help you retire the job and keep the paycheck. But you've got to reach out to us. There's no cost, no obligation for our uh, sitting down with us, but you do have to call us. And our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Whether you've already got a plan in place and you'd just like to have it uh, looked at again, or if you've never had a plan put together, please reach out to us and we'll see how we can help you. Now, before... We went to break. We asked Doug a trivia question, and this might be the first ever trivia question that we're asking a second time. Mm. I'm not sure. I save a lot of these trivia questions, but I couldn't find this one, but it sounds really familiar to me. So, Doug, here's our trivia question again. On June 7th, 1929, 95 years ago this week, this became the smallest independent state slash country in the world and remains that to this day. Doug? What is the name of that country? So I do remember the question. I think I'm having trouble remembering the answer. Okay. But I'm going to give it a guess. All right. I'm going to say the Vatican. (laughs) There we go. He does like an elephant, a memory like an elephant. Well, actually, (laughs) I had the opportunity about uh, seven, eight years ago to visit the Vatican and all that. So I do remember that part of it. I think, actually, you know, now that you say that, I think that that was part of your answer last time as well. (laughs) So uh, this is interesting. I did not know this. So this is new to us, even from the last time we asked this question. Benito Mussolini actually signed the Lateran Pax in 1929, which granted the Vatican its independence, and they in Italy compensated the church with $92 million, which is, of course, $1 billion in today's dollars. Um, interesting fact here, um, the when they were granted independence, it, it is obviously surrounded by Italy and is surrounded by a two-mile wall, which is one-eighth the size of New York City's Central Park. That is the size of the Vatican. The smallest country in the world is one-eighth the size of Central Park. And there is less than 1,000 people that are technically citizens of the Vatican. A majority of them live outside of the Vatican. Is that not fascinating? All right. Well, Doug, I'm glad to see you back in the saddle there. You got that one right. So now that your avalanche is going to the Stanley Cup, Doug's getting trivia questions right. It's, it's summer is coming. We've got our All's good in the world, our right? client picnic this weekend. Everything is going great here. So let's move on then to these retirement statistics, encouraging or disturbing. We talked about a couple of them at the first part of the show. We're going to see if we can tackle the rest of them here. So let's get started here. Doug? of workers plan to continue working in some capacity in retirement. Do you find that to be encouraging or disturbing? Well, you know, I don't think it's either. Uh, I mean, we've got plenty of clients who uh, continue to do something because they want to do something, not because they have to do something. Uh, A lot of people get the opportunity to go back and do what they were doing but now they're doing it not as a employee W-2, but they're doing it as a 1099. Contract yeah. worker. So, Consultant. no, I, I don't find this either either or. I mean, it's just everybody needs to be active when they retire, whether they're volunteering at a church or, or, or schools or whatever they're, they want to do or travel. 
you know, see the grandkids, but you need to be active when in retirement. I agree with you completely on that, Doug. I didn't find this particular statistic to be one way or the other. That would come down to an individual story. Why is this individual working in retirement? That could be disturbing or could be encouraging. But uh, a majority of the clients, in fact, I don't know that we have maybe only one or two out of our hundreds and hundreds of clients that are actually working because they feel they have to in retirement. They're doing it because they enjoy it. They Yeah, because they want to. And that's great. That's yeah. a great story to have. Yeah. Okay. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians. And today we're talking about retirement statistics. Are they encouraging or disturbing? So, Doug, let's keep moving on on this topic here. Uh, the next one that we want to talk about is this statistic. 25% of Americans increased their financial savings as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. 25% of Americans increase their financial savings as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now you could look at this as two ways. You see, okay, well, there's a certain percentage that increase their financial savings. We would agree that increasing your financial savings is a good thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, but 25% did that, which means a majority of Americans did not do that. So in that sense, if we flip the table on that statistic there, you can get statistics to say anything you want, right? Pretty much. Right. So the way I read this is 75% of Americans failed to increase their financial savings as a result of COVID. That's the way I read that. I would say that that's disturbing. I would, looking at this, question the, the data. Okay. Because so many people basically just quit working. What are they living on? Well, we know the government put all kinds of money in people's pockets. So you go to a restaurant now, and they're all of them are understaffed. So honestly, I'm looking at this going, gee, is that really a correct data point? Because I would think there's a lot more Americans put money aside than 25% of us. Well, it would certainly seem that way. Maybe they are talking about those who increase their uh, contributions to their 401ks or whatnot. Yeah. Because if you obviously, we all got, almost all of us got some type of uh, government subsidy during the pandemic. Yeah, they don't tell us exactly what they're talking about in terms of what their definition of financial savings is. Right, right. So, but. At any point, in any two-year period, you would like to see that basically 100% of the people or close to that increased their retirement savings, or at least the ones who are still working mm -hmm. had increased their. So when we've only got 25%, uh, putting aside whether or not that's an accurate statistic, uh, I would like to think if we're putting on the show, it is, but I would like to have seen more than that, considering as well, Doug, that the market in 2020 went up 17%, and in 2021, it went up around 18%. So... Certainly, if somebody did have savings in there, they should have grown if they just left it uh, left it be and not uh, not messed with it. Uh, you know, tried to time the market. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so you know, speaking of messing with the market, if you have been inclined to do that now that Doug, since November slash January, depending on which uh, index you're looking at, the market is down significantly, and I'm, I'm not giving any breaking news out there to anybody. But the markets are turbulent right now. They're very turbulent, and we've that's a little disturbing to a lot of us because we've gone through 10 years plus of um, calm markets, just upward inclining markets for a long time. And this is the first real consistent, drawn out turbulence that we've seen in the markets here. And because of that, a lot of people are wondering, I thought I was okay for retirement, but based on what I see going on in the markets, what I see going on in the world, what I see going on with inflation and interest rates, I don't know that my portfolio 
is as properly allocated as it should be for retirement. Well, we've got a seminar that's coming up this week, Doug. We absolutely do. It's a Tuesday evening at 630. It's going to be in Clemens at the Broy Hill, where our office is. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, retirement success in turbulent times. We'll talk a little bit about how we protect our clients in uh, down markets. Uh, if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know I think we're in a, uh, a bear market that has a lot more to go, and it's going to be a nasty one. So uh, what you can't do if you're on the verge of retiring is ride this thing down. So join us, 6.30 Tuesday evening. Call us at 336-391-3409 to register. Or you can also do that on the events tab at thewealthguardians.com. Very good. Look forward to seeing you all there. Again, that's June 14th at 6.30, to register. No cost or obligation for attending that. All right, let's uh, get to another one here, Doug. The number of retired workers receiving Social Security benefits was almost 70 million in 2021. That's up from 45 million just two years earlier in 2019. Do you find the number of people filing for Social Security going up in one year, I'm sorry, two years, from 45 million to 70 million, do you find that to be an encouraging statistic or a disturbing statistic? I find it to be a staggering statistic. That's a huge increase. I don't know off the top of my head how many more people file for Social Security in a given one-year or two-year period. So I don't know how this compares to average. But no, certainly when I looked at that, I'm like, well, that's close to doubling there. That seems... Well, what we do know, Bryce, is that the baby boomers are hitting 65 years of age like 10,000 every day of us. I did it last year. Um, Now, that doesn't mean you file for Social Security at 65, but it puts you in the zone. Yes, you know, and that's another thing that we do is we help our clients optimize their Social Security benefits. You know, maybe they want to wait till 70 to file. Maybe some of them needed at 62. A, a lot of people will, will um, correlate retirement with and conflate retirement, the date that I retire, with the date that I file for Social Security. And that is talking about fallacies. We talked about a fallacy there and how much you have to have saved in our, uh, in our first segment. Here's another fallacy. The date that you retire, stop earning a paycheck, are no longer an employed person, and the date that you file for Social Security, those two dates do not correlate necessarily at all. And if you think that they do, then you would really want to talk with a financial planner, preferably somebody who's um, certified with the National Social Security Association, like we are here at this firm. So we're qualified to talk on this subject. But you really want to have a financial plan in place to talk about not just how your portfolio is allocated and what your pension options are and how much do you need to have saved, what kind of growth can you expect, but my goodness, when do I file for Social Security so that it is most advantageous to me? And one thing that I, uh, I, I noticed here about Social Security, another stat that goes along with this, Doug, is for years the trustees of the Social Security uh, had been saying that the Social Security trust fund is slated to be depleted in the year 2034. They've been saying that for a decade. They've had that, that year pinpointed. They just changed that this year to 2035 so it went back a year Mm -hmm. which surprised me a little bit i would have thought that it would have gone up a year um but that's that's an encouraging sign though of course the fact that it's going to be depleted at all (laughs) is not an encouraging sign there well let's let's hope the next congress that convenes next january has the guts to take up social security reform and get it fixed yes there there are valid ways 
valid concerns that you can have about how you're going to file for Social Security, and there are um, concerns that shouldn't be uh, weighing you down. And whether or not Social Security is going to be there for you, if you're already 60 or 65 years old, probably tell you, Doug and I will tell you, that's not need to be a concern of yours. It's going to be there. Will it be there for somebody who is 40 years old or 45 years old? Now, that's a good question to ask because there will probably be some changes at that point. But having said all that, it is time. Doug, another show is under. It's already gone. Uh, it's wrapped up here. Yeah, time's so gone. Go Avs. Uh, we look forward to seeing all of our uh, clients at our uh, annual client picnic at Tanglewood Park this weekend. And uh, thank you for joining us. We're out of time. We will see you here next week. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck.